Welcome to today's episode of Chasing Squirrels. This episode, we speak with Mitchell Bonds, the People Operations Manager from Answer Rocket, a startup in Atlanta, Georgia. Their product takes plain English questions from a data analyst and shoots out beautiful charts and graphs for them to be able to interpret data in real time. It was great speaking with Mitchell as he definitely gets it when it comes to hiring top-notch software engineers and candidates. We'll definitely get that sense from reading the job posts and encouraging people who don't have 100% of these requirements to apply as long as they're passionate about the product and the mission that Answer Rocket is trying to accomplish, all the way down to the no-nonsense interview process. I'm excited to share this opportunity with everyone. Head over to answerrocket.com backslash join us, join us being J-O-I-N dash U-S to apply for this position. And with that, let's jump into our chat with Mitchell. Thank you so much for, ha- for having me. My name is Mitchell Bonds. I am the People Operations Manager uh, for a data analytics startup here in Atlanta uh, called Answer Rocket. Um, Answer Rocket was founded uh, back in 2013 uh, with the premise of, you know, how do we streamline and help our customers be able to um, ask questions and gain insights from their data using uh, natural language process. It looks like you've been there three, three plus years. So can you kind of give me some insight into what it was like when you went there? And I see you have a lot of positions open. Um, some are software, some look like they're in design. And so kind of like your guys' growth trajectory um, and kind of speak to that a little bit because it looks like you guys are self-funded, which is also unique, and that you guys are growing pretty quickly even though we're kind of find ourselves in tough economic times. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that that's one of the key differentiators between us and other startups out there. And um, I, I actually wasn't you know, aware of this uh, going into this role because uh, this is my first venture really into the startup world. But, um, but we are self-funded uh, through our CEO. And so that offers a lot of stability for us and uh, focused and strategic growth. Um, so instead of, you know, having to ask investors or having to adhere to, you know, their their vision and, and direction, uh, we're able to really, you know, as an internal team, um, you know, set set those uh, strategies and, and direction, you know, for, for us as a company. And so we're targeted, um, you know, in a, in a few different industries and spaces, and that has really evolved, you know, since, since COVID happened. And so we are you know, targeted, we have a targeted focus uh, really in the retail uh, sector, as well as the consumer packaged goods um, area. And so we're looking to expand um, in those both industries. Um, and so I was hired about three years ago to help internalize a lot of their recruiting efforts, help them scale and grow. Um, at the time that I was hired, uh, we had about 15 employees. Uh, to now we have a little bit over 50. So we've definitely uh, expanded a lot over the last you know, handful of years. Um, and we're looking to, to really continue that growth as we you know, focus our expansion um, into the consumer goods and, and retail sectors. If you had to describe what your company does in a single tweet, how would you describe it? Yeah, to put it simply, uh, we help our customers find meaning in a universe of data. Can you give a a use case of how your customers or who the end user of the product itself would be? Yeah, absolutely. So we're working right now with um, a lot of large consumer packaged goods companies. Um, And in particular, we have one client um, that really requires um, constant refreshed access to uh, data on a daily or hourly basis uh, for a lot of their brand and marketing managers. 
Um, and so, for instance, um, they're looking at a lot of performance uh, type of data. And so uh, we're working, you know, right now with with their team on, um, you know, how's the performance of their of their various brands? Um, how are they performing? Um, what is impacting those brands? Um, you know, what can they find from their data that would be relevant? And you know, how how do we best uh, you know position them uh, to to make the best you know decisions, uh, business decisions, um, you know, on, uh, in regards to that data? And so. Uh, we're working right now with with that that team, and they ask a lot of questions about, um, you know, how are my sales doing? You know, what are um, what's the impact? You know, with you know due to the you know current environment, you know, on on the brand and and so forth. So it can uh, the software is intuitive enough that it can answer. Uh, not only the what questions, uh, but also the why um, questions in in uh, in the data set. And so that's kind of the the business use case uh, right now that's most popular is working with a lot of those consumer goods companies um, on brand performance. So I've actually watched the demo on your site before we chatted, and I think it's the coolest part is you're just typing in a text, which is your actual question that you have of the data. Is that correct? Yeah. That's correct. So like you would say, what is this, what were the sales like in October? And it's going to go in and pull the data from your data set and display that to you in a user-friendly format, basically. If yeah. you're the data analyst, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And so we, we've tried to... So um, that's kind of crazy. That was kind of crazy just to watch. <laughs> I was like... So yeah, I, I kind of want you to dive a little bit into uh, that user experience because that kind of like blew my mind in terms of the um, the fact that you could type in in plain English and then it shoots out the data analytics for the end user. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's going to be one of the key differentiators uh, in in our product versus other products out there um, in the data analytics uh, enterprise software space. Um, is that we're really heavy on natural language processing and how do we simplify analysis uh, to the end user? And we want to make our software useful for not only technical folks, but also the non-technical business users um, who want to go in and ask, you know, constant, uh, you know, questions about their data. They want to drill down into their data um, and find anomalies and, um, and, and really be able to ask questions in real time, but also with simplicity. And so we um, have really created the, the software from, from the beginning, uh, you know, with that in mind. Um, and so instead of, you know, having to really learn how does a database, you know, re- you know how, how can I ask a, a database a question and, and get the right response, we wanted to mitigate that and, and, and say, how would you, you know, ask an analyst, a human analyst, um, you know, about that data set. And so uh, that, that's really what we're at the forefront of in, in our software and what makes it so intuitive is, is the natural language focus uh, to where you can simply log into the software, ask a question in a very natural way, sort of how you would just ask, you know, a human analyst a question. And then right. from there, it'll bring back the different results. Yeah, it was nice because um, I'm very familiar with the data process. Um, and so you're basically removing the technical overhead of the team to need to know SQL to get any useful information. So they don't have to reach out to their dev team every time they need data from the database, or they don't have to learn SQL on their own necessarily. They can just have direct access to the data without kind of skipping that you know expensive team member 
and bottleneck, if you will, to get access to the customers as quickly as possible is what it seemed like. Yeah, absolutely. That's the the biggest, you know, business use case, uh, business problem that we're really trying to trying to solve, especially at the enterprise level where, um, you know, adoption of a lot of the data analysis tools uh, that the company are using are, are, are fairly, you know, low in, in that regard because non-technical business users um, are unable to, to really get access, you know, to their data in, in real time and be able to ask those important questions. 100%. Okay. So, I want to transition specifically into this job post um, for the software engineer. So one thing I thought that was interesting about the kind of an overlap between the company and the job post itself was that your guys' CEO was a former CTO, which I think is pretty unique as far as CEOs go. And so I have to imagine that that bodes well for the engineering culture, especially at your company. So I'm curious how you think that has uh, kind of affected the culture and the product development of the, of the company itself. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a great point. And uh, just as the uh, position description outlines, uh, developers really are at the heart of our team. Um, three uh, of the four co-founders are, you know, uh, in- engineers themselves. Um, and, you know, the fourth one also has a computer science, you know, background and degree. So, um, you know, we, we're really, you know, focused on, on the engineering side. According to the job rec itself, the, it looks like it'll be React, Python, and Java is kind of your guys' technical stack. So is there a specific one of those? I know Python can be associated with data science a lot, and I'm sure there's a lot of that with your natural language processing. Um, is this one where they'll kind of touch all those technologies because everybody's really scrappy because it's a startup? Or is there one in particular that um, would be helpful to be an expert in over another? Or do you have any general thoughts on that? Yeah, so what's really fun about re- being able to recruit for a startup uh, that's that's growing is that, um, you know, the different talents and the different skill sets that we're able to really hire for uh, is, is pretty diverse. Um, I would say the majority of our engineers right now are uh, lean heavily full stack, so they're able, um, you know, to to code both on front end and back end and in various you know areas of the product, which helps you know them be able to to wear multiple hats. Um, but but really, I you know I've sat down with uh, with the leadership team on, on multiple occasions and and have asked you know do we want to you know, hire a developer that's focused maybe only on JavaScript or maybe only on Python. And, and really what they told me was, uh, we want to hire smart people um, and we want to have smart people working on our product. So there's a lot of flexibility there with, with the skill sets, you know, that we, um, you know, are able to recruit for. Um, but in terms of our product and, and uh, you know, what the uh, developers are working, you know, with every day. Um, front end of the product is a mix between TypeScript and JavaScript. Um, okay. and the back end of the product and that in a lot of the natural language processing um, is coded in, in Java and in Python. Okay. All right, cool. And so what's kind of the general structure of the teams that this posi- person would be entering into? Um, are they reporting directly to the VP of engineering or like roughly how many engineers do you have and kind of how would that flow go for this person? Yeah. So we're a 50 person company at this point um, and have a team of, uh, I'd say about 10 to 12 software developers. 
Um, okay. And it's a pretty flat organization still. So, um, uh, you know, all, all of the developers, they report into one of our co-founders and he's our um, chief technology officer. Awesome. And what would you say the breakdown of the uh, junior, intermediate, senior developer uh, is of the current team? Yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty uh, healthy mix. I would say, you know, probably 30 to 40% are maybe, you know, less than five years um, out out of school. And then, you know, the, the remaining, you know, 50 to 60% are, um, you know, mid-level to senior level uh, developers. Uh, we have some that are, you know, fresh, fresh out of school. And then we have, um, you know, several that have 20, 30 plus years of software development experience. Okay. And then, so I know this is kind of a, we're in weird times with the uh, remote work and the, the COVID issue. So what is the, is the dev team currently working remote and would they work remote forever moving forward? Or are you hoping to guys to come back into the office at some point or what's kind of the overall thoughts of what this position would, would be from a remote perspective, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, question as well. So we've been um, in the past, we've been previously, you know, more on site work um, than, than not. We've always been, you know, an employer that has been flexible with, you know, the, the opportunity and ability to work from home or work remotely as needed. Um, but there was always more, you know, hands on site than, than not. Um, but I think COVID has, has really changed that um, in the way that we operate as a business. Um, I imagine going forward um, that uh, we're going to offer even more flexibility for, for these future, you know, roles and, and positions. Um, and I've already gotten, um, some some guidance you know from from the leadership team that you know going forward if an employee um or you know a candidate that we want to to really make an offer to um you know chooses to to work uh fully remote um that would be acceptable and and, and okay with Great. us um so so yeah there's a lot of flexibility there awesome so from a training and opportunity for professional growth standpoint um do you have any examples within the dev team or the company itself where you guys enforce that? Yeah, absolutely. I think working uh, for, for a growing, you know, smaller startup, um, it's a flatter organization. Um, so a lot of the projects that you are working on as a developer, you're going to be collaborating with decision makers and with co-founders, um, including our CEO, as it was alluded to earlier, um, he is a former CTO and engineer, and so he developer himself. So um, I think from you know a mentorship um, you know aspect, um, I think it is it uh, gives a, a lot of opportunity to collaborate with um, a lot of tech entrepreneurs um, who were successful uh, previously, and so there's a lot of uh, development there. And then you know working on a smaller team. Um, you, you have the, you're afforded really the opportunity to, to drive, uh, different projects, uh, take ownership, you know, from start to finish. Um, and so, you know, versus working on a larger team where maybe you're, you're only, you know, focused on a, a particular area of the product or, you know, a particular part of, of, of a project, um, you know, working for a, a small startup, you'll be stretched in terms of, your professional um, abilities uh, and personal abilities, uh, and be uh, be really stretched as well. Um, you know, with with the different technologies and exposure uh, that that you'll get. As candidates apply to Answer Rocket, what is the interview process going to look like for a candidate for this position? 
Yeah, so candidates can go to our website, um, submit an application, and each application is reviewed by a human recruiter. Um, <laughs> and if they decide to move them forward, uh, they will reach out. Uh, we'll schedule sort of a 30-minute, um, just sort of an intro uh, call to get to know the candidate a little bit further, as well right. as speak to a little bit more detail um, about the role and position. Sure. Are they going to be asked technical questions, or is that more of kind of a get-to-know-you call? It's more of a get-to-know-you call. Okay. And then after the phone call, everybody wants to move forward, and then what happens? Uh, then uh, they will get sent a remote assessment that the uh, candidate will, will take on their own uh, whenever they you know, have that free time to do so. Uh, that gets graded by a member um, of our engineering team. Um, and then previously, you know, before COVID, we would bring them on site um, and have the full process done all at once uh, with, within a matter of a couple of hours. Um, and then, you know, be in a, a place to, to make an offer um, afterwards if, if we felt, uh, you know, a good connection there. Um, now that everything's virtual, um, all of those, you know, meetings, uh, if there's a whiteboard, you know, exercise involved or, you know, meeting with, with various members of the engineering team, that's all handled virtually. Okay. So from uh, first phone call to getting an offer and then perfect case scenario, we're only talking about a week or so, or what does that time frame look like? I tell candidates, yeah, I tell candidates, I go as fast as you're comfortable going. Uh, we've actually had um, candidates apply and go through our process and we can have an offer to them in 48 hours. Um, and then we've had others that, uh, you know, want to spread it over several months. So it depends on the comfortability of, of the candidate. That's amazing. That's awesome. What do Answer Rocket's uh, benefits and perks look like and what are some things that you think are uh, unique that you guys offer? Anything you'd like to add that's kind of out of the ordinary as well? Yeah, I'd say um, we, uh, of course, offer health insurance. It's through a national carrier. Um, you know, we have generous PTO. Um, we offer, you know, dental insurance, vision, uh, 401k, um, and, you know, paid parental leave uh, for both mothers and fathers. Um, and so we have a lot of the traditional benefits that, that most employers have. Um, and in addition to that, you'll see, you know, some of the, some of the benefits and perks uh, that go along with, you know, other startups out there. We have, you know, of course, free, free lunches, um, happy hours, um, you know, coffee, snacks um, that are on site. Um, we have open workspaces. Uh, it's, it's pretty high collaborative uh, sort of an environment. It's open um, and a lot of flex scheduling and, and work from home, you know, type of opportunities. Um, I'd say really the difference uh, that, that we could bring, you know, versus other companies out there is really going to be the day-to-day -day, um, aspect of the role um, in the position. You have the chance of working with uh, a very experienced team of um, the CEO and, and two or three of the other co-founders on the engineering side, um, be able to, to really uh, take ownership of the project, stretch your, your, your technical skills, uh, you know, to the, to the max. And so I think uh, that's a lot of the perks and benefits uh, that go, you know, just beyond the traditional, um, you know, benefits of, of, you know, health insurance. Okay. And I see that you guys do team outings, company events. Do you have an, uh, an example, one or two of the good examples of uh, when you guys went out back when the real world was normal? 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, definitely hoping to, to continue that, especially when we get back to normal, hopefully. Um, but yeah, we've, we've done events um, here in Atlanta. We've done uh, Topgolf uh, was, was a huge hit. Um, I'd say with the developers, we did a specific event uh, with uh, uh, an escape room. Um, and so that oh, was nice. Uh, we did that as a, as a entire company, um, and then we've done other events such as Braves games and and, and other things. Um, uh, and then we most recently, actually, right before um, uh, COVID, uh, for you know back in back in January, we did an event uh, where we rented out an arcade, um, an adult arcade, and so we had drinks and and uh, food catered. Um, and the entire company uh, just, you know, spent several hours uh, that evening playing games together. Awesome. I appreciate you uh, coming on today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and definitely to your listeners, uh, if they're interested in learning uh, a little bit more about Answer Rocket, uh, I would encourage them to go to answerrocket.com slash join us. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Chasing Squirrels. We bring job posts to life and connect quality developers with quality companies. Subscribe to this podcast as we'll be bringing three to five episodes a week for quality developers and all those opportunities we'll be hiring right now. So if you know any developers looking for their next opportunity, we'd love for you to share this with them. This podcast is brought to you by GoldenSquirrel.io. We want to fix hiring for software engineers by adding transparency and insights to amazing companies. We'll be launching our product in 2021, so for more information, you can head to goldensquirrel.io today. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow.